Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's an assortment of music from the first half of the 20th century. I just noticed that today's records will have us bouncing all over the place geographically. I didn't really plan it this way, but I've got records made in New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, New Orleans, even Paris and London. To start us off, we're going to hear from Ted Weems and his orchestra, though they sound a little bit more like the George Olson Orchestra of the period. They're playing a song called Climbing Up the Ladder of Love. This was made in Camden, New Jersey on September 13th, 1926. The vocalist is Dusty Rhodes, and that's spelled R-H-O-A-D-E-S. <laughs> it's Victor 20230. Here's Ted Weems. Thank you. 
starting off today's shellac stack program, that's Climbing Up the Ladder of Love, Ted Weems and his orchestra from late 1926. The song was by Raymond Clodges and Jesse Greer, and it came from the Earl Carroll Vanities. Not quite as hot as some of the later 20s Ted Weems, but I still like it. My name is Brian Wright, and if you're just joining us, this is The Shellac Stack. I'm playing 78 RPM records of the 1920s, 30s, 40s, even into the early 1950s today. And I commented that that Ted Weems record sounded a little bit more like the George Olson Orchestra of the mid-1920s. And indeed, our next record has a band that sounds a little bit like another band. This is Bobby Hayes and his orchestra on a Blue Label Melatone record from November of 1936, but they sound a little bit like uh, Shep Fields, I think, of that era. Muriel Bird will be the vocalist. The song comes from Three Smart Girls. It's called Someone to Care for Me. Here's Bobby Hayes and his orchestra. Thank you. 
three of those records were made in 1936 for the ARC group of labels, which included Melatone, Banner, Perfect, and Oriole. In my case, all three of those are on the Melatone label. We started in November of 1936 with Muriel Bird singing with the Bobby Hayes Orchestra, sounding not unlike Shep Fields, I think. <laughs> that was Someone to Care for Me, Melatone 7-02-02. And then from October of 1936, we heard Gene Cardos and his orchestra, a thing called William Tell, composed by Andy Razaf and Leon Berry. The previous year, 1935, Razaf and Berry had penned something called Christopher Columbus, a rhythm cocktail, which became quite a big hit for Benny Goodman's orchestra and was picked up by many of the other dance bands of the era and played all through the 1930s. It even came back and featured in Benny Goodman's Sing, Sing, Sing. I guess the success of that had Razaf and Barry turning their attention for inspiration to other historical figures, so we get William Tell, which uh, sounds somewhat like <laughs> Christopher Columbus. They're definitely cut from the same cloth. And then wrapping up the set, we heard Vincent Lopez and his orchestra, Stanley Wirth, the vocalist, with some whistling by Fred Lowry from March of 1936, You Started Me Dreaming. Quite a pretty song. That was Melotone 6 05 This is the Shellac Stack, a little program on which I play 78 RPM records. My name is Brian Wright, and we've still got lots more in the hour ahead. We're going to turn now to an obscure vocalist of the late 1920s who made a handful of records for Jeanette's champion label. His name is Ted Beeson, B-E-E-S-O-N. From October 26th, 1928, we'll listen to Maybe. It's champion record 15599. It's not a bad little song. And we'll follow that with a record that is one of the all-time classics in the jazz idiom. It's Art Tatum's Tiger Rag, made for the Brunswick label on March 21st, 1933. Keep that date in mind because it's extraordinarily forward-thinking for 1933. I can think of no other pianist playing remotely like this in 1933. I still remember my introduction to Art Tatum came in a, well, a college jazz class, really, where we were to present on some jazz figures of that era, little, basically, book reports, but for music, and one of the other students chose to present on Art Tatum, and I still remember he described Art Tatum's piano playing as nasty, <laughs> and he meant it in a good way, and indeed, when you hear this, it is about as... <laughs> nasty as it gets. It is just phenomenal. It's Brunswick 6543. And then we'll wrap up the set with a little thing from Peggy Lee in 1947, that good old standby, Them Their Eyes, and she really does it justice on capital 898. So uh, a little assortment here, starting with Ted Beeson. Here's Maybe. Donnie Gunn was very green Marianne was sweet sixteen. She had dreams of a bungalow, of where ivy and roses grow. In the evening they would fool to his sweetheart, he was true. Maybe we will agree, maybe we'll wait and see, maybe someday you'll be mine. You know I love you true. You love me too, we know Our love is divine We'll build a bungalow 
for just we two. And when the shadows fall, we'll bell and coo. We'll quarrel and then we will make up again, maybe. Someday you'll say when.
you the first time I looked into them, their eyes. You got a certain little cute way of flirting with them, their eyes. They make me feel so happy. You started something with them, their eyes You better watch out, little brown eyes If you're wise They sparkly bubbles They'll get you in a whole lot of trouble You're overworking them, there's danger lurking in them I just love the way the brushwork is recorded. It has a very mellow, restrained sound to it that just complements Peggy Lee's voice beautifully. That's Them Their Eyes, Capitol Record number 898. Peggy Lee was accompanied by, well, her husband, Dave Barber, and his orchestra for that record. Before that, we heard from Art Tatum, the Tiger Rag of 1933 that really put Art Tatum on the map. That was Brunswick 6543, and starting off the set, Ted Beeson in 1928, maybe. If you're enjoying the Shellac Stack and you'd like to write to me, I welcome your emails. My address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Let me know where you're listening to the program from and what interesting little things are going on in your corner of the world. As an example, I got a really neat email just a few days ago from Adam up in Michigan who sent along a photo of his new vanity license plate. Every year or two, he exchanges his current license plate for a new one, and this time his license plate says S-H-L-C-S-T-K. 
I'll say that again. You can write it out. Look at it. S-H-L-C-S-T-K. <laughs> I was quite tickled by that little tribute to the shellac stack on his license plate. I'm not expecting all of you to go out and change your custom plates to something similar, but uh, I thought I'd pass that along, and my thanks to Adam for sharing that. Uh, quite, uh, quite a neat feeling to, to see that photo. But you can write me with your requests, your comments, or suggestions. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. Or you can visit the Shellacstack website, which is www.shellacstack.com. You can also listen to past programs there, see label scans, or send a message through the handy contact form. Okay, we're going to continue now with a record billed as Guy Lombardo y su Orquesta, because this was made for the Spanish-speaking market, although it was pressed up here in the States. It's a rather obscure Brunswick catalog number series, Brunswick 41566. This was made in Chicago on June 28, 1933. It's a tune composed by Ernesto Le Coona called Canto Carabali, or Jungle Drums. We'll follow that with Bing Crosby in 1932, also recorded in Chicago, the song Let's Try Again. And then we'll wrap up the set with Lucien Boyer, a very popular French chanteuse of the 1930s and 40s. She came to prominence in the late 1920s and was spotted singing in her native Paris by an American impresario, Lee Schubert, who brought her to the United States where she performed on Broadway in the late 20s and really achieved quite a quite a big following here. She returned to France and recorded extensively in the early 1930s. Her biggest hit was something called Parlez-moi d'amour, or Speak to me of love. And apparently it was a big enough hit that she recorded this follow-up, Parlez-moi d'autre chose, <laughs> Speak to me of something else. It was issued here in the United States on the Liberty Music Shop label, record number L174, and given a, a very attractive picture label, which I will post on the Shellac Stack website. This was made in Paris in January of 1933. But to start us off with those jungle drums, here's Guy Lombardo. Thank you. 
try again, let's love and laugh and never cry again and vow that love will never die again, sweetheart. Let's kiss and then let's kiss again and while we kiss, I'll whisper this again, we'll never let love go amiss again, sweetheart. Let's forget our few mistakes Cause dear it takes a little raindrop Now and then To make us appreciate The sun when it comes out Again Let's try again Let's try again and swear we'll never say Goodbye again Let's make the dreams we knew Come true, let's try again. Forget our few mistakes Cause dear it takes a little raindrop Now and then To make us appreciate the sun When it comes out again Let's try again Let's try again and swear we'll never say Goodbye again Let's make the dreams we knew Come true, let's try again Tu m'as dit cent fois que tu m'aimes Que tu m'adores, que tu me veux Les mots d'amour, les mots suprêmes on a fait sans toi laver Le matin des petits jours Tu me parles de ta tendresse Ton mot préféré c'est toujours Et tu répètes tes caresses Parle-moi d'autre chose que tu Ta 
Quand tu me sentiras disposé d'écouter Parle-moi d'autre chose qu'en aimer J'adore ta voix douce et chantante Qui me verse si tendrement Mais c'est ta bouche qui me tente Et non les maudits bellement Tu peux me confier tes ennuis Afin que je sois dans ta vie Autre chose qu'une poupée de nuit Vivant d'amour et poésie Parle-moi d'autre chose tu veux Que ta voix se repose un peu J'aime tant le silence sans aveu Toutes les confidences de tes yeux Tais-toi chérie, je t'ai compris Et mon cœur ne s'est pas mépris Quand tu me sentiras disposé d'écouter Parle-moi d'autre chose qu'en aimer Et mon cœur ne fait pas mes prix Quand tu me sentiras disposé d'écouter Parle-moi d'autre chose d'aimer Quite a pleasant tango Parlez-moi d'autre chose Lucienne Boyer recorded in January of 1933 in Paris. She had a long career. She continued performing even in Nazi-occupied France during the 1940s, even though her husband was Jewish. And she continued performing well into the 1970s. She died at the age of 82 in late 1983. Before that, we heard from Bing Crosby, a British Columbia record, DB2208 from 1932. Let's try again. Starting that set, Guy Lombardo and his orchestra, from 1933, Canto Carabali, or Jungle Drums. I did have a nice email this past week from my friend Malcolm over in the UK, who sent along a link to a Van and Skank film of 1929, their only feature film called They Learned About Women, which you can see online. There's several places that have it posted in its entirety. But he asked if I might play a Van and Skank record on the program, and I really do like Van and Skank. I have quite a few of their discs. They sold extraordinarily well back in the 19-teens and 20s. The one I picked out is one of their own compositions. It's called Mulberry Rose. It was issued on Victor 18318, recorded in New York on May 25th, 1917. So the very popular team of Gus Van and Joe Skank now. Here's Mulberry Rose for our friend Malcolm. I cry all day long, boss. You work like a horse. 
But I get lots of fun by and by When I go on Mulberry Street There you meet your Skank and 1917 Mulberry Rose. We play that for our friend Malcolm over in the UK. All right, this next record takes us way, way back in musical history. The record itself was made in London in July of 1929, but the composition goes all the way back to the time of Shakespeare. It was written around the year 1600 by one of the preeminent English madrigalists of the age, Thomas Wilkes. That's W E E L K E S. Wilkes was employed for most of his career in the choir at Chichester Cathedral, and uh, he was, well, a rather salty character. He was often drunk. He swore a lot. In fact, there's a report written to the bishop in 1619 describing Wilkes, quote, "...diverse times and very often come so disguised either from the tavern or alehouse into the choir as is much to be lamented. For in these humors he will both curse and swear most dreadfully." and so profane the service of God. And though he hath been oftentimes admonished to refrain these humors and reform himself, yet he daily continues the same, and is rather worse than better therein. Well, despite that, he seems to have kept his post for most of his rather short life at Chichester Cathedral, and he did write some really gorgeous madrigals, of which this is probably the most famous. It's taught in most music history courses, I teach it when I'm teaching music history at the University of Pittsburgh. It's called As Vesta Was from Latmos Hill Descending. And it's taught because it displays a lot of the classic characteristics of madrigals, where the music in a technique called word painting is written to imitate the words being sung. So, for example, in this piece, when you hear the choir sing two by two, you'll hear just two voices sing. Or when they sing three by three, you hear three voices sing, and then when the word together, you hear all of the choir singing together. 
Other things like when they sing running down, you'll hear a cascading downward figure in the voices. Things like that. We call it word painting or madrigalism, and that's on full display in As Vesta Was from Latmos Hill Descending. This will be the St. George's Singers directed by Dr. E.H. Fellows. It's Columbia 5717. After that, the El Shuko Trio will play us a piece by the Norwegian composer Svensson, who was a friend of Edvard Grieg, and here we'll hear his Swedish folk song recorded in 1921 on Brunswick 13032, and then we'll wrap up the set with Hans Barth at the piano, Dvorak's famous Humoresque from 1926. But first up, here's Thomas Wilkes as Vesta was from Latmos Hill descending. Oh, 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 oh,
Well, in the little time we have left, I'm going to slip in one more record, made in New Orleans, May 8, 1951, by Paul Barberin's New Orleans Jazz Band. On the Circle label, the title says it all, Just a Little While to Stay Here. Barberin's New Orleans Jazz Band, wrapping things up on this edition of the Shellac Stack. As always, I thank you very much for tuning in and joining me this past hour for these 78 RPM records. I hope you found something that you enjoyed, and I hope we'll see you back here next time when we'll do it all over again. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.